Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show. Happy New Year to all of you. Today's episode 337. It is the first episode of 2023. Took a little bit of a hiatus from the show, but I am really excited to be back. And so today we're going to be talking about value. You know, value is something that gets tossed around a lot in our profession. I think most of us have heard something along these lines before. You you just got to create value for what you're doing. You've got to create valuable content. You have to have valuable conversations. We hear this term value thrown around a lot. And there's a reason. It's one of, if not the most important concept to understand when it comes to selling and recruiting. But here's the problem. Most people can't actually tell you what that is. And most people that are out there trying to create value don't fully understand that there are actually different levels to value creation. So today, I'm going to teach you the three levels of value creation And for those of you that have struggled in this area, I think this is going to be a really big aha moment for you. So looking forward to to sharing this message with you today. But hey, just to take a quick second to catch up with all of you, I hope you had an amazing Christmas, a great holiday. As I said, a happy new year. Hope, Hope you got to spend some time with family and take a little bit of a break from business. You know, we as a company, we take the whole last week of the year off just as a chance to relax and recharge. And um, this was a big Christmas for the High Lake household. Uh, the boys are getting older. Grayson is five. JP will be three in less than a month. And so it was cool. And for those of you that have younger children, you'll be able to appreciate this. This was the first year that Grayson actually made a Christmas list. And so it was really cool. I was kind of living vicariously through him because we got uh, Amazon sent a toy catalog in the mail and really smart that they did this. And so I watched Grayson proceed to sit down with marker in hand and go through page by page and circle every single thing he saw that he wanted. It was like, I looked at the book. I'm like, buddy, why don't you, why don't you just show me what you didn't circle? That might be a little bit quicker, but it was really cool. And it brought me back to being a kid and remembering sitting down in front of the television with my, you know, I would never not be in front of the TV with my notepad and my pen because God forbid a commercial came on and I saw a toy that I wanted, man, I was writing that thing down. I was diligent about it, right? Like it was my job to just sit there and figure out what I wanted for Christmas. And, but what it, what it reminded me is how that's such a cool part of Christmas. Not that Christmas is just about that, but you understand what I'm saying. The kids make it so much more exciting. And it made it a lot more special because now there's, you know, you're kind of expecting that you get certain things. And Santa was very good to the children this year. I'll just say that. The big present for Grayson was he got his first bike with big boy bike with training wheels. And that was probably more exciting for daddy than it was for him. But I took him out. We had some unseasonably nice weather and we were out there and practicing in the driveway and He wasn't really showing a lot of interest. Uh, Grayson is sometimes a little hesitant to do things that make him a little uncomfortable. So I pulled out the big guns. And instead of just beating my head against the wall trying to get him to ride the bike, I did what usually works when I want to get Grayson to do something. I just I show him that his little brother does it. So the next day I went back to the bike shop and I got JP a little bike that he can barely get his feet on. But 
isn't it interesting how once JP got a bike, man, Grayson really wanted to ride it. So anyway, Shannon and I had a kind of a cool time. It was kind of a nice moment trying to teach them how to ride a bike. So anyway, so hopefully you've got some cool things that you got to experience over the holidays with your family. But let's get back to the topic for today. Today, we're going to talk about creating value. And I want to teach you how to do that in a better way when it comes to either sharing your products or your business. It doesn't matter. It applies to both. But what you're going to learn today, it, it, it's really important because it applies to every area of your business, content, conversations, leadership, but it's really value is the foundation for what we teach with transformational selling. Now, we did an episode a couple of months ago. It was episode 333, 333. It was titled The Price Value Equation. We'll link that in the show notes for any of you that might not have caught it. I would recommend going back and listening to that after this episode. But in that episode, I discussed the relationship between price and value. And this is really important to understand when it comes to sales. Now, in this episode, we're going to take that discussion one step further, and we're going to focus on the value part of the conversation. And I'm going to break down for you exactly how value is created. And I'm going to introduce you to these three separate and distinct levels of value. And I'm going to break each one down for you. And why this is going to be an aha moment for a lot of you is because you're going to clearly understand why you've been struggling to get people to say yes. Because you've only been scratching the surface of what it means to really communicate and, and build value for what you do. But I do want to give just a really quick recap on one piece of what we covered in episode 333 because it's, it's pertinent to this discussion. Value, why it's important, is because it drives all buying decisions, right? It, it drives the upfront decision for somebody to buy your product. It, it's what determines whether somebody joins your team. It, it even applies to people that are, have already bought from you, whether they decide they're going to buy again or buy something additional. It, it determines whether that person that joined your team is actually willing to do the work. So value is something that transcends the whole entire spectrum of your business. And now the problem that most people have is they think that price is actually what determines dis- buying decisions, and it's not. Price is what someone pays. Value is what they believe they will get. People only say yes when they believe that the value of the thing that they're going to get is greater than the cost for them to buy or join. So this is the missing piece for so many of you. It's learning how to communicate and build value for what you have. You know, a lot of times I'll hear people say, you know, they just don't have the money. And I very rarely ever believe that that's the real issue. The issue is that they just didn't see enough value in what you were offering them to justify the price for them to buy. Because that same person that said that to you, they probably went most likely a day or two later, they bought something else from someone else that they probably don't even really need. But the only reason why they bought it is because they felt that there was more value there. So this is really one of our most important jobs as a salesperson in our business is we are paid to communicate value. If the products sold themselves, your company wouldn't need you, but they don't. So this is where your role comes in. So let me break down for you these three levels of value creation, of of you learning how to communicate value. Now, what we teach with transformational selling, it's really focused on the second and the third level, higher levels that most people don't get to. But the first level of value creation is product information. Now, 
Product information is, is the thing that transactional sales conversations are based upon. Transactional sales conversations only are focused on product information. So that means that your products, your company, your business model, right? Think about it. It's, fo- it's mostly focused on you. It's you telling people how great your thing is, thinking that's what will get them interested. That's what will create enough value to get them the one to buy and and to join you. So what do we do? We spout every fact and figure. We know about our products, our company, our comp plan. You know, our products have the best ingredients. They're backed by science. They're better because they're cleaner. They're better quality. They're non-toxic, right? We have the best comp plan and here's why. It's residual income, it's bonuses, it's cars, and then, you know, ground floor opportunity. We just, it's all product information. Here's the problem with this. Product information has little to no value to the person that you're talking to. At least not at this point in the sales process. Now, now I understand where this comes from, okay? I understand where this comes from. You truly do believe that yours is the best thing out there. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't be doing it, right? So like you're just sharing the way that you feel. But here's what I want you to recognize. This is what every single salesperson says. Every person in this profession believes that they have the best thing and will tell you that their thing is the best. Not not once have I heard somebody say in a sales conversation, hey, you know, we have the fifth best compensation plan in this profession. I never heard anybody say that. Somebody said that to me, one of the first thing that I would think, maybe I need to find out what numbers one through four look like. Here's the other thing I've never heard somebody say. You know, our products, they're, they're really not that bad. Like they're not that bad. They're not, you know, they're not great, but they're not bad. People don't say that. They, you know what they say? Ours is the best. You'd be crazy not to do this. And here's the awareness that I want to create for you. When you say the same thing as every other salesperson out there and every other business, you immediately trigger the sales resistance of that person you're talking to. And they begin to look at you negatively. Think about that for a second. Even somebody that you love, family, friends, the minute you come to them with the same conversation that every other salesperson has, you are no different than they are in their eyes. You are a commodity. You get that? How much value is there really in you delivering a bunch of facts and figures about what you do? The same information that if I really wanted to find it, I could have access to the same information in a 30-second Google search. How much value are you really providing? Now, listen, 20 years ago, this level of value actually did bring value because our access to information was much different. We didn't have social media. We didn't have the internet. So a salesperson bringing product information did have real value because we couldn't get it any other way. But today, it's almost useless. And it's the reason why you're struggling to get people to join you and say yes. See, in their eyes, even though you think that this isn't the case, there is very little difference between you and every other person out there. Now, it doesn't mean that product information doesn't have a place. It does. 
But if that's what you're leading with, if that's the only thing you're doing, this is the reason why you're not standing out and seeing success. See, we have to learn how to go one level higher. The second level of value is associated with problems. And now is where we start bringing in the transformational approach to sales conversations. See, numbers two and numbers three, the two highest levels of value creation are what transformational sales conversations help you tap into. But let's talk about problems for a second. So we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. Transactional sales conversations are product-focused. That's about you. Transformational sales conversations are problem-focused. That's about how you can help someone else. Now, this, this conversation about problems is important. And what I want you to realize is that a problem is not a problem unless you take the time to connect with people asking purposeful questions to explore the impact and the uniqueness of the problem. See, most of the people you're going to talk to, they don't even realize they have a problem or they realize that they're not happy with something, but they're not necessarily viewing it as a big problem because they haven't actually taken the time to think through all the other ways that that one thing is negatively impacting their life. So we say, oftentimes, here's what we say. You want to learn how to sell faster and you want to learn how to sell more Then slow down in your conversations. Slow down in your conversations. Don't be so fast to get to the close, to get to the pitch. Connect with people around problems and watch how much faster and watch how much easier it is to actually get them to say yes. There, some of you might be thinking, well, Bob, this is what I do. And I'll push back on you a little bit because a lot of times people will say that to me. And then after some further inspection, here's what I find out what they really do. This is what most people are taught to do in this, in our profession. We sell prepackaged solutions to problems. So what that might look like is this. Uh, somebody says, you know, hey, one of your friends or family says, I'm struggling with energy. I want to lose weight. And you immediately prescribe your cleanse, your product system, your shake, your pill, whatever it is. You prescribe it to them and say, wow, if you're struggling with that problem, you need this because here are all the ways that it can help you. Listen, a benefit is not an actual benefit to the person you're talking to unless you've done what I'm talking about, which is Take time to really connect with them and explore the uniqueness of their problem because that's where we really create a problem in their mind. Or maybe something like this happens. Somebody posts on their Facebook. I've talked about this before, but uh, God forbid somebody posts on Facebook that they're not happy with their job or they're looking for some kind of a job. You and I both know what will happen. Almost immediately, they will get 20 to 30 messages and DMs from people that they quote unquote know telling them that, hey girl, you would be perfect for my thing. You should really do it. And so that is just a very surface level way to approach problems. And it's not effective and it isn't transformational. It's actually transactional. See, here's the thing. You don't know I'd be perfect for my business because you haven't actually taken the time to understand my life and everything that's happening around it. Here's a really good analogy for this. I want you to think about going to see a doctor. If you went to a doctor and maybe you were, you know, you were just feeling a little down for a couple of days and, and you went to the doctor and you said, hey, hey doc, you know, I, I, just been in, I just been in a mood. You know, I've been feeling kind of down. And the doctor looked at you and said, yeah, you're probably depressed. Here, I'm going to prescribe this, uh, this, this antidepressant to you. 
without even asking you questions, understanding your full medical history, or diagnosing you. He would lose his license. But this is what we do every single day in our business. And we don't do it because like, we're not bad people. We think we're helping, but we just don't understand our approach to sales is actually not aligned with our desire to help. So what I like to say is prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. Stop prescribing things to people that you haven't actually taken the time to diagnose if they even are a fit for your business. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, Bob, this sounds like hard work. This sounds like it's going to take time. And what I'll say to you is welcome to your business because this is business, right? This is the, this is the hard work that is required. Now, I would argue, though, most of you are not afraid of hard work especially if you really feel like you're making a difference and an impact in people's lives. See, this is one of the, you know, love, serve, grow is a completely different approach to selling, right? The transformational approach that love, serve, grow teaches. This is an approach that if you are somebody that is more motivated, you're not just motivated by money and success, but you are really motivated because you want to help people and you want to change people's lives and you really believe that your business and product can do that. This is the only way for you to sell that will help you accomplish those goals. So we got to really talk about problems. Now, the other thing is this is when we think about problems, so where does this start? Well, it starts with you understanding what you really have to offer people. What are the problems that you're looking to help people solve? And so here's where we bring in the part of the conversation where starting to understand who you're really looking for. Let me tell you a quick story. I was doing a coaching session with one of our clients, Lisa. And so Lisa came to me and she was feeling really down in her business. And so here was, here was kind of the backstory. She had been involved in her business for a year. And in, in over that course of time, she didn't recruit a single person. And so we got on this coaching session. And the first thing she said to me is she says, she says, Bob, I'm just feeling defeated. I'm feeling totally defeated. I can't get a single person to join my team. It's not like I didn't try. I'm having conversations, right? What, what I knew that she didn't was she was having transactional conversations and she was only focusing on product information. And that's why she wasn't getting people to say yes, because she wasn't creating enough value. But she had reached a point, it gotten so bad, she wasn't even sharing her business anymore. And she was like, what do I have to offer people? And I, I resonated with this because I went through, the, I had the same experience. I didn't recruit a single person my first year in my business either. And I didn't understand why. So what I said to her, I said, Lisa, just for, just for a second, let's forget about that part of the conversation. And I said, let's shift the focus to you. And what I said to her was, I said, tell me a little bit about you. I said, are you a better version of yourself today than you were a year ago when you started? And this person that had just told me over and over how she felt defeated and she was so down on herself, within a span of a few seconds, her entire state of being and energy changed. She was upbeat. I could see that she was feeling better. And she went on to just list out like a half a dozen things. She said, you know, I'm a better person because I've got a better attitude. I'm more confident. You know, I'm more positive. I'm healthier. I've got more energy. She says, I'm a better wife. I'm a better mother. And I grabbed that last one. I said, ooh, tell me more about that. I want to know how you're a better mom. She went on to share this story about how she has an eight-year-old daughter. And that I asked her, I said, well, let me ask you a quick question. I said, what was, when you first started your business, what was your motivation? Why'd you decide to do it? She showed this, she shared this really powerful story. She said, you know, I was getting the kids ready for school one day 
and they were at, the kids were at the breakfast table and I was getting their lunches ready and everything. And my daughter, at who was seven at the time, she looks up at me and she says, mommy, what's wrong? And she kind of startled me and she said, you know, I said back to her, well, what do you mean what's wrong? She goes, well, you look sad. And she was like, that was a defining moment for me because here I had been going through these things in my life that had me feeling really just bad about where I was and and what I wasn't doing. And she said, I thought I was able to compartmentalize that. What I realized in that moment is that I wasn't. And that the place that I was at that time was actually starting to impact my daughter. And that to me wasn't okay. And that was actually one of the main reasons why she decided to pursue her business. So I brought her back to this discussion. I said, I said, Lisa, so let's just think about that. I go, how does it make you feel to know that a year later, you are now setting such a better example for your daughter? She took a couple seconds and she said, proud. I feel proud. And I said, I get that as a parent. You should be proud. Bravo. Congratulations. Then I asked her a really important question. And I said, Lisa, this is probably the most important question you could ever ask yourself. I said, how often do you feel proud when you are having conversations with people about your business? She said, never. I said, that's your problem. See, what she wasn't understanding is what she really had to offer people. And this is another really important area where love, serve, grow is different. We don't define success by the ranks and how much money you make. We define success by your willingness and ability to show up and help people every single day. It's driven by impact and growth. And I said, Lisa, you're only focusing on the fact that you don't have a team, you don't have a rank, and you think that that's really what people are looking for. Those things are a byproduct of what you shared with me. I said, would you feel more confident if you knew every single day your job was to go out and find other women that were like you and help them in the way that you've been helped? She said, yeah. I go, well, then just focus on that because that is your business. That is what we do. But that's the second level of value is really getting clarity around how you can help people tied to problems that are a part of your story. Now, the third and the final level of value, the highest level. And this is a this is a level that very few people ever get to because they just don't they don't they just don't understand it. Our mission, vision, and values. Mission, vision, values. So think about it like this: we meet people where they are, we connect with them around their problems, we let them know that we understand them in a way that most people don't. That begins to create trust because they start seeing themselves in us. That gives us influence over them. And then and only then do we get them to start thinking beyond their current circumstances, beyond their current problems. And the way that we do that is we share our own personal mission, vision, and values for what we do. And in doing that, we we wrap them up into a shared vision of what their life could actually be like beyond the problems that they're facing today. So let me break each one of these down for you really quick. Mission is what you do. Now, most people, when they think of what I do, well, I sell skincare. You know, I sell makeup. That's a transactional way of thinking. That's the first level. Product information we've already established is almost irrelevant to people at this point in the process. See, what you do is so much more important than selling makeup, isn't it? 
Do you really believe that that's, that's like why God placed you on this earth and put you in your business is so that you can be a shampoo salesperson? You really believe that's what you're doing? Like tune into the impact that you're making. Tune into the transformations on the other side of what you're doing. You're in the transformation business. You are in the changing lives business. You are in the giving people hope business. What you do is so much more important and meaningful than that. But most of us, have we don't have any clarity around that. And this is what we focus on when we, when we teach people this different approach called Love, Serve, Grow and taking on more of a transformational approach to sales conversations. We help them get clarity around how they help. The second part of it is vision. Vision is why you do what you do. Now, most this is a topic most people struggle with. They struggle finding some sort of a vision or why for their business that they feel an emotional connection to. We set these big business goals that feel so hollow and empty that we struggle working towards and we lack the motivation because we don't believe them. Because most people are all passion and purpose come from your personal vision, not your business vision. See, your personal vision is made up of, number one, what kind of life do you actually want to live? What's most important to you? And the second thing is it's made up of the impact that you want to make. So your vision actually is born from your mission. So we teach people how to create this thing called an I help statement. And the I help statement, it's a single sentence, but it is the most important sentence you will ever come up with in your business because it serves as the mission for the work that you do. And once we're clear on the mission and we start feeling an emotional attachment to helping and believing we can make an impact, now our vision of what what's possible begins to expand. We start thinking about over the course of time, being able to make this kind of an impact in over, through thousands of people's lives and we start feeling inspired. But then the other thing I want you to consider is what do you want your life to be like? Most of the people that start a business in this space, they don't do it because they want a business. They do it because in some capacity, they want to live a better life. So what we have to learn how to do is we have to get clear on what we want our life to be like. And once we've connected with people around their problems and we've created this trust and we start sharing our bigger vision for the future, and they've already made the connection that you're just like me, it challenges them to start thinking bigger because they start saying, well, if you can do it, maybe I can do it. And then the third part of it is values. Values is how you do it. Mission is what you do. Vision is why you do it. Values is how you do it. Here's a very important thing for you to understand in the world we live in today, which is changing rapidly. Consumers want to do business. They want to buy from companies and people that have shared values when you look at some of the most successful companies in the world today, they are very clear what they stand for. And they stand for things more than just profit. And this is what people are attracted to. This is the new economy. You want to stand out. You want to win. You want to make 2023 your best year ever. You need to build a values-based business. Now, our business is built on the values of love, service, and growth. We're very clear about that. That is a part of every conversation that we have. When you learn how to clarify your values and share them in conversation saying, here's what I stand for. Here's what's important to me, whether it's your faith, your family, your freedom, whatever that is. When other people connect with that because they value the same things, that's a level of connection that most of you have never actually tapped into. And so here's where this becomes super powerful. When you get clear on the third part of this process, 
And you can only do that by getting to number two. But when you get clear on number three, you, you will never again be worried about saying the right thing to get somebody to say yes. Because you'll be saying what you know is the right thing for you. Think about that. Think about how much time you spend in doubt and fear, worried about saying the wrong thing in a conversation. And what does that mean? It just means that you're afraid that someone's going to say no. See, when you get clarity on what I'm teaching you and, you're, and you are building a business that is, embodies everything that Love, Serve, Grow teaches, you have a mission, you have vision, you have values, you're not afraid to share what's because it is important to you. This is who you are. This is aligned with everything that you believe and you don't care anymore if it's not for someone because you know who you're looking for. And there is a power and there is a level of conviction in that that is so far beyond anything you could ever imagine. So that's my message for you today. Three levels of communicating and creating value. I, I, hopefully, I've got you to think a little bit differently. And so listen, here's what I want to share with you in closing this episode. I mentioned this in an earlier episode. I am absolutely 100% committed and refocused this year to trying to share this message of Love, Serve, Grow and everything that we teach that goes with it to as many people as possible in this profession. Because I believe that what we are teaching is more important now than it ever has been. And I am talking to a lot of people in this profession that are very scared right now. And you might be one of them. They are very afraid because their businesses are not in a good place. And they do not know what they need to do to adapt to the world around them. And I know, and I really believe we have the answer. So in saying that, I want to teach what I just taught you to as many people as possible. So here's, here's my big ask for all of you. I'd love to be able to train your teams on this. And I don't have anything to sell. I don't have anything to promote. I just want to share the message of Love, Serve, Grow, and I want to empower the people on your team to believe in themselves and their ability to be successful. I don't want them operating from fear. I want them to have belief and hope that this could be their year if they can change their approach to their business. Now, the only criteria that I have, and I hate even giving a number because it does feel, to me, it feels kind of transactional, but I only give a number because I have a limited amount of spots that I can do this. But here's the only criteria I ask is that if you think you can get a minimum of 100 people live on a Zoom, you have to be really confident that you can do this. Uh, 100 to 200, if you can get more, hey, let's do it. If that means you need to team up with some people, great. But I would love to be able to teach your team some version of what I just taught you in this episode. And I want to help instill a level of belief in the people on your team and an inspiration that lights them on fire going into this year to get out there and make an impact in people's lives through this business. Because the world is hurting right now and it needs what we have to offer. It is our responsibility to equip people to better serve these people. So that's my mission for this year. So look, if you think you can pull that together, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Or let me know. I'd love to have a conversation with you and set that up and see if I could give back to, to you and your team. So thanks for being here, everybody. I love and appreciate y'all. I'll see you soon on the next episode. Take care.